God bless you tonight. We give God the honor and glory. We praise him. Amen. On this Wednesday night, uh, December the 9th, we thank God again as we come fast approaching another end of another year. Uh, last week, we want to salute you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you uh, for tuning in tonight. We thank those that are here tonight on this uh, Bible study night. Uh, we thank God that you have... Um, uh, been just, uh, if you're virtual, you have uh, been a great blessing to us as it relates to uh, helping us to understand um, just how much you love us by connecting to us and just uh, commenting and just participating. We want to ask you to keep that up. Again, we thank God for you. Uh, it is our goal to come every Wednesday night and on Sunday to give you a very relevant, very on-time word, a word that is not... Um, reheated but a new word uh the bible says in the in the days of israel in the wilderness that god gave them fresh manna each day we think we need fresh manna that was what god has for us and so it's our goal to uh, especially as we navigate this pandemic and the different things that are connected to what we're dealing with now that we believe that god has a word for a solution also, God's word gives us the success in the midst of what we're going through. So we love you. want to let you know that God loves you tonight. And again, we just thank God for you continue to hold on, to continue to be holding on to the end of another year, very tra- uh, testing year. But at the same time, I want to commend you for your faith. Continue to hold on. Continue to hold on. Amen. As we come through this thing together, and it will get better. So hold on, and we thank God for you again. Amen. So tonight, we thank God for you tonight. Uh, We started last weekend, last Wednesday, I mean, uh, talking about the end time. Uh, We we got into some some understanding uh, about the end time. Um, I'm going to extend that conversation. Uh, A lot of times this conversation and this talking point is not something that people really want to hear, but I think it's very relevant that we talk about this. It's a very relevant issue right now, especially in the midst of what we're going through. So we understand from last week, and we just, many of us just know this, that we are at the end of the last days. And it's okay tonight because the Bible has already prophetically told us these particular things. But also when God tells us these things, he gives us instruction to help us to understand how we should navigate these times uh, so that we won't get caught up into some of the craziness and that we could be on the right side of God's favor. It's very important tonight to be on the right side of God's favor because where God is, we want to be there because that's where the blessings is. And so, again, we thank God for you. So last week we talked about, we gave, we talked about, uh, and giving instruction, what we need to do as a church in these end times. What do we need to do? And, and we, we, we broke that out last Wednesday and said we need to be about some, some things that are spiritual, the spirituality, which means we need an understanding of the times. We need to understand the time that we're living in. We just came into wintertime. That means we understand winter time is coming. It just makes sense to turn on your heat. It makes sense, amen, to put on a certain type of clothing uh, to protect ourselves, amen, so that we could be relevant in the winter time. So it is so, amen, with the end time. So we talked about we need to be more spiritual as it relates to being discerning, understanding, having a God type of wisdom 
to understand what we need to do in this particular season. Then we talked about practicality. We said we need three different things, especially for us in the church. We need three different things. Number one, we need to walk in faith. Again, faith in this particular hour is the main thing. We walk in faith. We walk in faith. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Amen. Your faith is the saving grace, the grace that God is giving us, amen, to be on top in this particular season. Again, there's not a whole lot of other things that we can do to push your faith now. There's things that you just know already, and you've got to turn on your faith. And then with that, we talked about love. We need to operate in love. We, we talked about that when we operate in love, that we are unified, that we come together. The Bible says one would put a thousand of flight, two would put ten thousand of flight. Certainly, and never in a time in a church age do we need to walk in love. We need to love one another. Amen. Then we talked about hope. Amen. A lot of depression, a lot of issues, uh, emotional issues, a lot of things going on with suicides. And we need hope. Hope is being able to see and be motivated past adversity and see past that particular situation to see something better. And it gives us hope. It gives us momentum. It gives us the charge that we need to walk in another day. So we need hope. We talked about that last week. And so God bless you tonight. I'm going to get a little bit more specific with the end times tonight. And this is for the church tonight. I want to say this. It is very important that we, uh, as a church, uh, it's so important to have our allegiance and faithfulness in Christ. It's very important in the end time. This is one of the, and I'm going to get to some of the conversation about that. This is the time, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it because this is what I believe in my heart. I believe that Jesus, my, my thoughts, my beliefs, is that Jesus Christ is the way. It, he, I believe he's the only way. I believe he's the only way to the Father. I believe he's the only way to be safe. I believe he's the only way to move forward in this particular time. I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about different beliefs in this particular time. I want to talk about some of those different things. It is my view. It is my view that Jesus Christ is the way, that he's 100%. He's the deliverer. He's the one that's going to move us successfully from one place to another place. I believe Jesus is the way. Jesus Christ is the only way of escape of the devastating events that will befall this world. The things that we've seen in the world does not compare to the things that this world is about to see. The things that we see in the world does not compare, does not compare to the things that will befall this earth. And I believe tonight that Jesus Christ is the only way of escape. I believe tonight that if we hold our faith in him, I believe tonight if we keep our allegiance with him, Regardless of what's going to happen in this particular earth, I believe that the church or those who are in Christ will be all right. When you think about the Old Testament time, we, we, we understand that, that the first time that, that the earth was destroyed, it was in the days of Noah. And the Bible told Noah to build an ark. He told Noah to build an ark. He said those who get into the ark. They will be safe. They will have safe passage. 
into a new, a new earth, a new season that they're coming into. But the Bible helps us understand that Jesus is the ark. He's the ark of salvation. And, and so we understand tonight that if we get in him and stay in him, the Bible says abide in me. If we stay, don't get off the ark. There ain't a time to get off the ark. There's a time to, to, to get in the ark. It's time to stay in the ark. It's a, it's, and, and we believe, and I believe, and I hold this true tonight, that the, 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 the ark in Noah's day, amen, was figurative. It was a literal event, but it was symbolic of Jesus Christ who would be the ark who would help us to escape the times that we're living in. John 10, 9 talks about that, that Jesus says, I, uh, I'm the gate. And it talks about the pastor come in, come, come into to the gate. I, you know, I'm the gate. I'm the one to find pastor. That's John 10 and 9. I'm not going to go there. But also the book of Ephesians chapter 430, the Bible says that we as a church are sealed to redemption. Until the day of redemption. The Bible says we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so we understand as Christians that when we get saved, that we automatically get the Holy Spirit. And he seals us, which means that, that nothing that happens in this earth realm can come and destroy us because we are sealed. So that's very important. I'm going to flush that out later on. So let's look at a timeline of events tonight. I want to talk about that quickly. 2,000 years the church has, has, has been, been going now since the Jesus Christ has, has went back to the Father for 2,000 years. We understand tonight that we're at the end of the 2,000 years that we stand tonight right before the tribulation period. We're in the church age. Church age is about over. We're coming into what we understand is seven years of tribulation. I want to understand how all of this fits in tonight. Amen. Again, I know this is uncomfortable for some of us, but I want you to understand tonight, if you ever have had a doubt about what the Bible is speaking about as it relates to the end time, I want you to really read the Bible and understand that everything that the Bible says, even in small detail, is happening, has happened. To help you understand tonight that the Bible is real and what it's talking about. So I want you to go tonight to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2 verse number 1. Amen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse number 1. I want to read this for a moment. And then we'll continue to go forward. Paul is writing to a church. He's helping them understand they got some false information. They was believing that the church, had, that Jesus Christ had came, and they didn't go with Jesus. And they were upset. They were bothered. They were confused. But they had the events out of order. And Paul was giving this information to help them understand, amen, more correctly of how the events will unfold when Jesus comes back. So he's kind of right here giving them a timeline of some of the things that must happen that had not happened at this time. So they did not have to be shaken. They did not have to be confused because Jesus Christ had not come 2,000 years ago when Paul wrote the church to, uh, this letter to the church at Thessalonica. So Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you, 
not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, which means he's trying to calm them down. They thought that Jesus had came and gone. Jesus hadn't came yet. He's telling them to understand things have not happened yet. Things have happened now, but they haven't happened back then. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of the Lord has come. He said the day, the day of the Lord hasn't come yet because there's some things I'm going to tell you that you need to understand has to happen first. There's key indicators that are going to happen to help you understand that when that time actually is about to get here. Verse 3, he says this. Paul says, let no one deceive you by any means. The day will not come unless there is a falling away first. That day will not come unless the falling away comes first. That day will not come. One of the biggest events that will happen in the church age, before tribulation, before Jesus comes back to rapture the church, the Bible says that there will be a great falling away. Paul is talking to the church, so Paul is talking about there will be a falling away of those people who had once ascribed to Christianity. The people who say they were with Christ, he says, you understand that that day is coming because you will see a great falling away in what we call the apostasy, which means there will be a defection, which means that people that were once with Christ, amen, that they will drift, they will desert, they will abandon the faith, and they will go to something else. So he says, you know that day is coming. You know that Jesus is about here when there is a great falling away. There's a great falling away from Christianity. The Greek word for apostasy means defection. It means departure. It means to revolt. And it also means rebellion. So again, the, the, the Greek word for apostasy it talks about defection, that people will defect Christianity. They will defect from Christ. People will depart. People will revolt. But also people in the church will be very rebellious people. They will rebel. It's not that they're rebelling so much against the church locally, but they're rebelling against Christ. There will be a people that are revolting. They're defecting and they are rebelling because let me say this tonight you can defect and still be present we're not talking about just a physical defection you can defect in your heart you can rebel in your heart and still be looking like you're connected with Christ and how do we know rebellion is because when we intentionally go up against the teachings or the way of God So he says there will be an apostasy. You don't have to fall away. You don't have to be disconnected physically, amen, to be what we call a reprobate, to be an apostate. You, 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 could be, you, 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 you could still be paying your tithes online, but, but you, have, you, you no longer ascribe to the Bible as your truth. And as a whole, that, 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 that talks about the church right here. 
the, 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 the world can't fall away because it was never here. The unbelievers can't fall away from anything they were never part of. You've got to be a part of something to fall away from it. So what it, this, says, this says right here, the Bible says right here, the Bible says that, that, that you will know that Jesus Christ is, is, is soon to come because of the fact you will see droves of Christians defecting from the faith. Don't let it fool you. Don't let it understand that they're going to be just worshiping, amen, in other belief systems. But there are people who are very rebellious. When God says do this, we, we make up our mind and intentionally say, I'm not going to do that. The Bible says you're an apostate. Because you have defected. I know, I know spouses. I've known husbands. I've known wives who have defected their spouse. And they still sleep in the same bed every night. They don't have to physically leave their bed, but they, they, they have left in their heart. It, it's a defection. It's, it's an apostasy. Amen, somebody. And let me show you what this looks like. Paul talks about it ex ex extensively in the Bible. First Timothy chapter number 1. Verse 1 and 2. Look, look, look what happens here. Paul says, and, and, and that's why we want you to, 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 to connect with the love of God. Because God through his love is trying, trying to keep the people in the ark right now. God, God is not trying to condemn anybody. God is not trying to beat anybody down, burden anybody. He's trying to really keep people in the ark. But we can't have a wild, out of order, loose, partying ark. Amen, somebody. We, we, God wants order on, on, in the ark. When you look at the ark of Noah, everything was in order, down to the same, the cubics and, and, and how the animals were spaced and who they were with. He don't want, we can't have these wild parties on the ark, so there must be instruction and order on the ark. Amen, somebody. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, He's talking about the end of the last time. That's why he says the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Why would they depart from the faith? Because they will give heed to deceiving, and some rendering says seducing spirits and doctrines, which means of demons, which means that there are other doctrines, there are other belief systems that they will go and uh, 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 be a part of and, 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 and these are seducing spirits. I don't know if you've ever been seduced before, but if you get seduced, you don't even know it. It, it just don't happen. Amen. You just, it, 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 it just gradually happens. People start speaking into your ear certain things. People start telling you that thing that you all are following is Christianity. It's, it's, it's some colonized religion. That you shouldn't follow. This, that, that's how it started. And, and then you start giving heed to it. See, you don't bite on it all at once because you, come on, you, you've been, you've grown up in the church. You've grown up in the word. It's rooted in you. But you start giving heed to it. Or you start to acknowledge things. I want to let you know tonight that there are many different seducing spirits that are coming to draw the people away from Jesus Christ tonight. So how's, what's going to cause the apostasy? Number one, people are going to give heed to deceiving, seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. 
They'll be hypocrites. They'll be telling you come this way, and they, they, won't all, they won't all the way be over that way either. My wife was telling me somebody who don't even celebrate Thanksgiving came over to the house the other night and, 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 and ate stuff and celebrated Thanksgiving. Come on, church. And, 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 they, and, and you know, they're hypocrites anyway, but they didn't. They want to bring you over there, and they ain't even doing it. Come on, church, just to get you away from Jesus. I was telling, I was telling somebody tonight, there, there's people who try to take people from their spouses and don't even want them just to see if they can take them away from them. That's the same thing God is saying. He said they really don't, they don't believe it, but just so you won't be with him. You'd be all kind of stuff going on out here. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a, a hot iron, forbidding to marry. And, and command, he's talking about a, a different type of, of doctor of demons there, and commanding to abstain from foods. Amen. I'm not going to go too, too much further with that. I just want to really point out tonight that one of the things that's called a fault, and that's what we're seeing now, we're seeing a lot of people giving heed to different spirits. We're losing people in droves in the church. It's in the end time, and they're being seduced. They're being seduced on, on, on I know they're, Children are not in school, really, but they're being seduced in school on, on college campuses, on jobs, on social media, a big platform for all these seducing spirits. So one of the, one of the reasons people will depart away from the faith, they just don't wake up. You don't just wake up in the morning and leave something that's been good to you, but you start gradually giving heed to it. God, God, that's why the Bible says be thankful in all things. God hadn't moved yet. God, 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 God has been delayed. God must have forgotten about me. And then there's a seducing spirit that tell you that this God got you. Or this, this, this belief can, can do what your God is not doing. That's why the Bible says be, be content in all things. That's why the Bible says in all things give thanks. That, that because that keeps the door to those seducing spirits out. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Amen, somebody. You, you see, so, so I don't want you to get caught off guard and, and, and like, like, you know, like just, just get discouraged when you see these things because you're going to see more of it. Don't get discouraged when you see people who are just abandoning their faith, people who are just abandoning Christ, people who are just abandoning the church. Don't, don't get discouraged when you see these things. The Bible told you it will happen. The Bible gave you an understanding that it will happen. The Bible says in the latter times, these things will come to pass. Then 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, 4 says, this is, this is why they, some of them do it. He says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not endure the 100% Bible. They will not endure the unadulterated word. It has not been come to burden your life, but it has been come to compliment you, bring you to a place where you could be blessed by God. But the Bible says they will give heed because of the fact that they have a situation with the word of God. In just a little while, you're going to thank God for this word. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. You know, that gets me sometimes. Because people endure a whole lot of stuff. 
Well, I'll tell you, people will be, get beat down in a bad marriage for 40 years and endure all 40 years of it. And they will get beat down by a job 40 years and endure 40 years of it. But the word of God, to endure the truth, to endure the truth by the creator himself who has given, amen, his mandate and instruction on how he wants his world to function, to not endure that truth. The time will come when they will not endure. They, he's telling us that when people, it, it will be so prevalent at the end times that when people hear the truth, they will go the other way. That when you tell people how to live, when you, you, tell, when you tell people about the sanctity of marriage, when, when you tell people about how we should love each other and, and, and people will not endure the truth. This is the Bible. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Listen, why won't they endure it? There's a reason why it tells you they don't, they just don't want to not endure sound doctrine, but, but there's a reason. It says here, because according to their own lust. They, they want a word that's going to complement them in their lust. Whatever their cravings are. If they're craving for the world's success, if they're craving certain different type of lifestyles, they're looking for a word that's not going to correct their lifestyle, but make them feel justified just as they are in that lifestyle. So they're not just not enduring sound doctrine. They're, they're enduring what their fleshly cravings are, are, are thirsting for because they don't want to change. And because uh, this, is a hard, this is a hard lesson tonight, ain't it? They don't want to change, so they're looking for a word that's not the truth, that's going to make them feel godly, but it's not the word of God. Amen, somebody. For the time will come. That's why the Bible says all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And so, so the, 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 there's cravings. There's cravings that has nothing to do with God or the Holy Spirit. And because people are not looking for sincere transformation in Christianity based on the word of God, they will go out there looking for a word that will tell them you are just fine as you are. And because of that, they will give heed and they will follow and find those teachings. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears. Their ears are always itching. They gotta, it, when you itch, you got to get scratched. They're looking for a word to scratch them, not save them. They're looking for a word to scratch them instead of sanctify them. They're looking for a word to scratch them. But how many of you know when you scratch, you're going to scratch again? Come on, church. But the word has not come to give you some temporary fix. The word has come to make you complete for all eternity. For they will, they, they, this, this is the hour that we're in. I'm, I'm, these are not my words. These are the Bible words. These are the words that we need to come back to. 
Listen, if, if, we, if, we stray, if we strayed away looking for another truth, this is the time to come back to the sense of truth because it's only through this instruction that's going to allow us to be on the ark in this last hour. You know, when you get in the car, if you don't smoke, you, 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 got, you, you, you got a mandate. If you, if you get in my car, you're not going to smoke. I, you, listen, the, the, the thing is this. Uh, um, you could go in anybody's car, that's fine, but you're just not going to smoke in this car. That's how God is. God is a free will God. God said you get in any, any, any ark you want to get in. But if you're going to get in this ark, he says, don't smoke. Don't, don't do this. Understand these are our rules. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires or lust. That's what they're looking for. People are looking for their lust. And I'm telling you right now, we got a nation and world that's flaming right now. Flaming, hot, seared. Oh, just, 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 just in and everything goes. Wife swapping, husband swapping, four, five, they just busted a a, a club in New York, they COVID-19 everywhere and, and, and four, five married couples in one bed. I'm telling you, this is the hour that we're living in. They broke it up for COVID-19, but not for the other stuff. Come on, church. But it's something else with, with people. So, so the, for the time will come we'll, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own lust, they're looking their, their own lustly desires. Because they have itching ears, they will they will heap, they they will heap they they they, they will they will hell for themselves teachers. Teachers who's going to teach or instruct based on what is going to satisfy their lust and still help them to be all right, make them feel all right. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned to fables. That's the word of God. That's where all of this apostasy comes from. So we got a lot of things that we're continuing with the church. And I want, I'm, I'm saying this tonight because I'm hearing a lot of people drifting to other things. See, if you drift, you don't just drift to nothing. You drift to something. When you drift away, you just don't drift. It. And, and, and Jesus says, this is what Paul says in the book of Galatians. He says, who has befooled you? He says, because you have left the simplicity of God. You have left the simplicity of the word, and you're trying to add to it. See, you can't, you can't even take another teaching and add it to Christianity and still call it Christianity. The Christianity in the Bible and the truth is what it is. You can go out and get all these other things and still try to feel like a Christian. You have, you have just negated your faith in Christianity. So I looked at some of these things. God is everything. This is, this is one of the things we contend with right now. God, God is, is in everything. What we call pantheism, which means so many gods. Is God is in everything. We, we, we got all things are, are, are one now. There's this oneness this oneness situation. A man is God. You evolve into a God. You are a God. You, you are a God now. 
I hear a lot of entertainers say that they're gods now. They're, they're gods. That's, these are new age, amen, religions. You are a god. One that one's, one's own experience validates the truth. Whatever your experience is, it's going to validate what your truth should be. These are the different doctrines of demons that are taking people away from Christianity. Being spiritual. People tell you, I, 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 don't, I don't do God, I'm, I'm, but I'm spiritual. What does that mean? It, what, 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 uh, I mean, so you don't want a, 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 a person or entity to hold you accountable for your faith. You just want to be spiritual. You just want to connect with the cosmos. You, you, you're spiritual. And I've, I've seen people say, I don't even witness to this person because they say they're spiritual. That don't mean nothing about God being spiritual. That's not the spirituality we're talking about in Christianity. They're talking about just being whatever goes as long as they feel that they got a certain type of energy that they're spiritual. And this is one of the new things that, that's out now, especially in the black culture, this ancestral worship. What they call it, I can't even pronounce it, it's so crazy. Y-O-R-U-Yoruba is from West Africa. You got to go back through your ancestors to understand your identity. Oh, a lot of people are going this way. They're, 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 the women are calling themselves, I think it's Oshan, O-S-H something, U-N-A or something. This stuff is crazy. And, and, but they'll tell you, I'm still going to go to church. Now, when I looked at this word and found out, because you got a lot, of, a lot of people going this way, the derivative of it is voodoo. A lot of it is found in Haiti. A lot of it is found in West Africa. You, you start to see these different belief systems. Now they're invading the Western hemisphere of civilization here in the United States. These people don't want God. Why I got to go through my dead answer? They dead. How am I going to go through my dead I mean, I'm trying to understand it. Is it just so much simpler to believe in Christ? <laughs> Is it just so much simpler to follow him? Why well, I've got to go down through my dead answer? You're going to be surprised what you find if you go too far down your ancestral life, first of all. But if you go all the way down and you find your identity in some ancestor, because that gives you, but the Bible says Christ is our new. Do you understand how these new age thinking and, and belief systems are, are, are running 100% contrary. And, and we're hearing a lot of our children, if you're adults, a lot of your children are, are being swayed by this, and you don't even know it. I heard two, two young guys that night tell me, hey, God. They weren't calling me God. They were God. So evidently, they were doing something. I mean, you know. But, but you're not God. You will never be a God. You're not a god. You're not a goddess. You will never be that. Stick with at least maybe king, queen, but don't, be, don't ever think that you got any divinity that's in you. These are the things that are swaying people right now. Amen, somebody. So go back to 2 Thessalonians. Keep what you got. That's what I want to tell you tonight. 
When, if you got Christ, keep him. It's going to make sense. Trust me, if you never, if, 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 if you never trusted anything that any preacher or minister said, trust me, it's going to make sense in just a little while. Keep Christ. Keep what you got. Don't mix your faith with anything else. Keep him all the way. Go to 2 Thessalonians. Back to 2 Thessalonians. Amen, somebody. I'm going back to chapter number three. We talk about the end times now, the last days. So looking at verse three, he says, 2 Thessalonians chapter two, chapter two, verse number three. It's very important what I'm going to say. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless there is a falling away first. There will be a great falling away of people. Don't get discouraged by it. Now, I don't mean that we don't need to be trying to witness the people. We don't need to be still trying to, 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 to speak God's love and truth to them. Now, hopefully, it will be enough to bring them back to where they need to be. I'm not saying that all is lost there. But, but I'm just helping you understand where we're at. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless there is a falling away, what? First. And then it says, and the man of sin is what? Revealed. I want to talk about this for a moment. So first you're going to have a falling away, which you're seeing right now in the church. You're seeing a great falling away in the masses of Christians. They're falling away into seducing spirits going their own way. A lot of pastors literally thinking right now that when this COVID-19 uh, um, is, 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 is pretty much uh, kind of a thing of the past, so to speak, I guess. They're, they're, and I'm not saying, listen to what I'm saying now. I'm not saying not be encouraged and things like that. But they're thinking that all those people, that they're, they're just going to be a flux of people that's just going to bombard the church. That's not what the Bible says. I do believe that there will be new people who have never been in Christ who will come running back. I do believe that some backsliders will come back, but, but those that you think that, that that's really rooted, they're, they're already entertaining some of these seducing spirits is what I'm saying. Amen, somebody. So first of all, he says there's going to be a falling away. That's the possibility. But next thing that's going to happen he says, he goes right in and say, and the man of sin is revealed. He's talking about the Antichrist. Now, right there, I want you to park. I need you to park right there. Between there's a falling away, and then he says, the man of the sin is revealed. What you're going to have is a rapture, the rapture of the church is what I want to explain tonight. There'll be a falling away. As people are falling away, some are going to be falling up. Some are going to be going up. Some are going to be doing it. Some are going to be doing that. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy how it's going to have people be falling away. Then some are going to be coming straight up in the air. The rapture happens between the apostasy, which is going on now, the craziness that's going on now, even with this pandemic, and before the Antichrist is revealed, there will be a rapture of the church. The church will leave, literally leave the earth. The church will actually be transported from the earth to a supernatural event to catch us out of the earth to go with the, to go with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
This word rapture cannot be found in Bible. You won't find the word rapture. Do, don't, don't try to debate this word by going looking for the word rapture. Uh, let me see if I can find You're not going to find rapture. You're not going to find the word rapture. That's a theological word that has been used from Latin to explain what this event is going to happen. Rapture means, it's a Latin word, which means rapio, which means to be caught up or to be carried away. To be caught up or to be carried away. We see this event happens in the Bible. There's already been two events happen. We see Enoch in the book of Genesis chapter 4 when the Bible says that he walked with God and God just immediately supernaturally brought him to heaven. Some of you are still trying to get that your mind around that. You're not going to be able to get your mind around it. You got to believe this book by faith. And the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 that Elijah just went up with the chariots. He never died. Those, those are literal events that happened. It's the rapture. You got three different views on the trap, on the rapture. When is the rapture going to happen? When is the rapture going to happen? You got seven years of tribulation. That's what he says. He says, first it'll be a fall away. Then the, 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 the man of sin is going to be revealed. That's the Antichrist. When he's revealed, it's ushering in seven, seven years of tribulation. There's three views on rapture. I'm going to tell you what, what I believe based on the word. But there are three views. Number one is called the pre-tribulation view. One is called the, the mid-tribulation view. One is called the post-tribulation view. The pre-tribulation view is what I hold and believe to be true in most uh, um, uh, theologian and eschatology type of, of teachers. We believe that we're leaving right before the rapture happens. That's pre-tribulation. You got mid-tribulation. The Bible talks about in, in the book of Revelation that that tribulation period will be broken up into to, to two different events. First, it'll be just the tribulation, but then it'll be called the great tribulation. First three and a half years, then the second three and a half years. The mid-tribulation people say that, that, that the church will leave the earth in the middle, right there at three and a half years. Then the post-tribulation says that when the seven years have ended, that we have went through this tribulation period. I'm not trying to go through the tribulation. But when you go through this tribulation period, that view says that the church will go through the period, but then will be raptured from the earth. Why is it so important that we understand how we, uh, 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 why do we want to go for most Christians? Before the tribulation, because the Bible says we don't have time to read that tonight, that in the tribulation period, seven years, the Bible says it'd be so bad that people want to kill themselves, can't kill themselves. The Bible says you, you, think, you, you, you think beasts and, and, and centipedes and, and frogs, out. I mean, it's going to be a bad time. This what we got in the pandemic and anything near this is not the tribulation period. Amen. It's going to be disastrous for seven years. The pub, you, that's when the Antichrist, that we talk about the 666, came by sale. All of that's in the tribulation period. Two different things I want to look at. Revelation chapter 3 says this. Revelation 3.10 says this. Why do I believe that we're leaving at the beginning of the tribulation? Revelation 3.10 says this, because you have kept my command to persevere. 
Jesus says, I also will keep you from the hour of testing or trial, which will come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on earth. That hour of trial is talking about the seven-year tribulation period. Jesus says, if you're in me, he says, I'm going to keep you from that hour of trial. I'm not going to allow you to experience that awful seven-year testing period that's coming upon the earth. That's Revelation 3 and 10. That's good news. I don't want to go through it. I've been through enough over here. Time to get up out of here pretty soon. I'm, I'm tired. Amen. Somebody called me last night with a word last night and said, the Lord then told them that I'm tired and I need to get some rest. And they, they, they were concerned about how I was going to take it. I said, well, you're in 100% agreement with me because I'm tired too. I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm tired. God, uh, I'm tired, frustrated, ready to go to be with my Jesus. But it is more beneficial as it relates right now that I stay down here doing the will. First Thessalonians chapter 4 tonight. Verse 16 tells us about the, 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 the rapture event. And I want to talk about this and we're gone. Amen, somebody. Uh, just two different, three verses tonight. For the Lord himself, this talk, if you want a, 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 a set of scriptures that talks about the rapture in detail, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, verse 18. First. Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Which means that, let me show you how this is going to be. We're not going to get noticed. We're just going to be going through our business. Some people be at work. Some people be at a grocery store. God bless you. Good Christian folk. Some be washing their cars outside. Some be walking their dogs in the park. Some, we, we just be doing different things. And the Bible says at, 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 at just instantaneously, no warning, no, no alert on your phone, nothing. The Bible says that everybody won't hear this, but the Bible says what's going to happen, the Lord himself, that's Jesus. He will descend from heaven with a shout. There will be a shout. There will be a voice of the archangel. There will be a trumpet of God that's going to blow. It's going to happen simultaneously. It's going to happen instantaneously. It's going to be a shout. Ah, uh, we out. That's, the, that's how quick the church. Have you ever snatched something up? It was quick, wasn't it? You, that's how he's snatching us up out of this place. That's what Jesus, and that's why he don't want your affections on this place. See, you, you've got to be snatched up because if you're not serious, as some God, though, they got to go. They're going to love God. They, they're, not a, they're not an apostate. They, they ain't abandoned the faith. They're just going to be entangled in something. Come on. But the grace of God says it, it, the pull to get you out of that house or wherever you're at, come on, church, it will snatch you up. That's the mercy of God. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the, and with the, with the trumpet of God. And, and the Bible says the first thing that's going to happen, all of this is going to be instantaneously, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. Those who are dead, that's why the Bible says those who are asleep, 
Amen. You, you, you're not going to proceed them. The, the first going to be last, the last going to be first. God is very big on that. So the first thing, the first person leaving is going to be those who have died since Jesus Christ, since the church. Not talking about the Old Testament saints right here, but those who have died after the church has been established when Jesus left, those will be uh, 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 put life back in them, and, and he's going to catch them up first in there. Don't worry about Big Mama. Don't, don't, don't worry about uh, good old uncles, uh, uh, Junebug, and all of them who died in the faith. The Bible says, amen, they're they going to get the, the call to action first. They, 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 they got, got, don't, don't, don't worry about how he's going to do it, but, but God is going to put life back into them, put a body back onto them, and God is going to bring them on up. Now, all this is going to be done without Jesus coming back to earth. He's not coming back yet. He's just suspended in the air. He's coming from the third heaven, coming down to the, to the first heaven stratosphere. He's catching the truck. He says, I'm coming back to get my bride. They're not going to get dirty through this seven years. I'm, I'm going to come get them because I love them. They have been good to me. They have been faithful to me. They have not been a perfect bride. Come on, church. But, but, I, I, but they, have been, they have been perfect in their faithfulness. They have not abandoned me. Their allegiance have stayed with me. He says, I'm coming to get you. I mean, my, my wife car burned up on 285, and, and she was out there, bless her heart, amen, didn't know which way to go, amen, men out there blowing the horn trying to get in the car and stuff, I said, I'm on my way. I would, think, I, I would like to think that she felt good about that, amen, but, but, but that's how it is, God says I'm, on, he says, I'm on my way back, don't you worry, don't, don't, don't get discouraged, don't get talk too faint-hearted, he says, I'm coming back to get you. So what he says is, first of all, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive. See, see, I, I wanted because see, sometimes we don't know we speak. The Bible says it's important that every man die. That scripture don't fit. That's a different context. Everybody's not going to die. If I'm alive and Christ comes back next year, I'm not going to die. I'm being be, be rapture ready. I may put that on my car. Being rapture ready. You got to be rapture ready. Amen, somebody. You may not be club ready right now, nothing like that, but you need to be rapture ready right now. Come on, church. You need to be rapture ready. You, gonna be, you, gonna, you ain't going to get no more. When I was in the military, we got orders before we had to go. You're not going to get no orders. You're going to have time. You're going to have time for this foolishness. You're just going to be out of here. So this we said the dead in Christ is going to be rise first. Then we who are alive, still pushing the kingdom agenda down here, still saving souls, still discipling people, still praising God, still telling the world how good our God is, is to us. And, and the Bible says, then we who are alive and remain, that word remain means you are alive and have not left the faith. You, he, he ain't coming looking for you. He ain't coming over there to voodoo saying, hey, come back over here because I, 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 I came to get you. And you over there playing games as a harlot with the voodoo stuff over there. He says you need to be in place. You need to remain. That word is big. Remain. Those that are alive and remain. You're still abiding in him. You have not left him. You're still remaining in your faithfulness to him as relates to your allegiance to him. 
A lot of people skip over that and just say those who are alive and remain. That word remain is a big word because that word remains means you have not abandoned him. You have not turned your back on him for the world. You have not turned your back on him from so to God. You're remaining with him. Things getting hard, but I'm going to remain. Amen. People have left my side, but I'm still going to remain. Amen. I've lost my job, but I'm still going to remain. Amen. My family's jacked up, but I'm still going to remain. He says, if you're alive and remain, you do well because he says, I'm going, I'm going to catch you up together. With them in the class. You talking about a family reunion? This is going to be a good one. And this family, ain't nobody going to be talking about nobody. Ain't nobody going to be borrowing money. You don't even know it no matter your cousin. They ain't going to be borrowing money at this family reunion. It's going to be a good family reunion. Those who are dead, those dead and gone, they're going to be there when we get there, who are alive and remain. We're going to go to be caught up in the clouds to meet, all of us meet Jesus together. Oh, what a time. Oh, what a time. And we're going to meet him in the air. We're not going to meet him down here. We're going to be in the air. Don't worry about you don't have pilot license. You're going to meet him in the air. There will be a grand rendezvous point. There's going to be a grand a, a, a meeting in the air. And listen, this is what I like. And thus we shall always, you will never ever from that moment in the church depart from God again. He says, and thus we will always be with the Lord from ever. And that's why verse 18 says, therefore comfort. <laughs> See, these are comforting words. He says, therefore comfort one another with these words. The comfort that hope is, if you're a Christian today, things are going to get worse on this earth. I'm not saying it's going to get worse for your household. I'm saying for this worth, the, 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 the ensuing wrath and judgment on this world is soon to come. It's going to get worse on this earth. But if you're in Christ, if you're in the ark of salvation, Christ has not forgotten about you. Christ has already, there's already a date to leave the earth. There's already a date. Bible says it's not your home anyway. Well, why are you tripping on something that ain't yours? <laughs> you, you, come on, church. You don't, you don't go on vacation and, 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 and trip because, amen, the plumbing not working, amen, in the Airbnb. That ain't your home anyway. Amen. This ain't your home. That's the rapture of the church. And what will happen as we close, once the church is taken, all of this is going to be an instantaneous event. It's not going to be like a, a whole day all this happened. It's going to be all instantaneous. Dead in Christ, life back in them. They in the air, you in the air. We all going instantaneous. It's done. Just like that. You want to make that boat. Don't miss that one. I'm not going to say that's not going to be any of your story if you missed it because you do. There's seven years that's coming afterward, but it's not going to be like the last seven years. You want to make that vote. That's why we have to be serious right now about our faithfulness.
in God, about the Word of God. That's all I want to talk to you about tonight. I don't want anything. We got probably one more Bible study before we take uh, uh, the holiday break here. And we'll never break from giving the Word, but you understand, from a structured Bible study type situation. We'll come back next week. We'll come back next week. Next Wednesday, we will be back. And, um, and, and that'll be about it. And, and I, listen, uh, God bless you. I'll tell you, comfort, comfort yourself tonight. Uh, knowing that 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 deliverance is on the way, uh, God is still with us tonight, and, and and God is still even in the midst of what we're going through. God still loves you. God God ain't forgotten about you. God knows what you're going through. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to continue to keep the faith, continue to move forward, continue to just hey you 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 may still have some struggles and stuff. Just just make sure you remain in Him. Just remain in Him. Just remain in him god bless you tonight i want to say a quick prayer we're going to be out of here tonight we love you we love you we thank god for you continue to to give ear to word of god here this is something that we're we're not adding to the word it's the word is what it is but god gives up his word because he loves us he wants us to make good decisions especially in the hour that we're living in eternal lord i god we thank you we praise you we give you honor and glory for god truly worthy praise thank you tonight god uh, for these comforting words. These are not words to shake us, but these are words to comfort us. We thank you tonight, God, knowing uh, that you are in control, knowing that regardless of what happens down here in the earth realm, there is another place much greater than this place, and it is a place tonight, God, that you have already prepared for your people. And so tonight, God, we pray that if anybody tonight don't know you. If there's anybody tonight that is unsaved, we pray tonight, God, that this will be a sobering time that they will understand your will for their life, that they understand and have a revelation of your knowledge for them and respond to that love by giving their life and repenting to you. We pray for those tonight, God, that have 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 started to to, to be seduced and, and, and to start drifting away from the faith. God, we pray that you will give them the necessary wake-up call, to, as you did the prodigal son, to bring them to themselves, that they may understand, God, what's truth and what's false. We pray that tonight. We continue to pray for those of us tonight, God, who, who are still battling, and it's everybody on this earth, this COVID-19. We're praying for supernatural help, increase, and also protection on all sides. We love you tonight, God. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus, and we say amen. Amen. Listen, God bless you tonight. We thank you for tuning in uh, to our Bible study. We want to continue to remind you. Uh, uh, you can, you, you, we, we, you know, if you want to come out to service or stay you know, we understand COVID-19. However, whatever feels right to you, uh, do that. But, but, but continue to stay connected. We thank you. Uh, we ask that you, if you would find it in your heart to give, uh, you understand how we give. We got the cash app through Facebook. We got through our website uh, a, a means to give. And, and some people are just bringing it to the house of the Lord. Again, God bless you tonight. Uh, we love you tonight. And uh, until next time, uh, be blessed. And uh, continue to love one another. In Jesus' name, be blessed.